This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. Splash Refresher spices up my daily water intake by putting fun and hydration in one. Because as a mom, I already have my hands full. Every Splash Refresher flavor is delicious, bright, flavorful, and zero calories. I don't waste time on flavorless water I don't enjoy. I just drink Splash and I like it. My favorite flavor is the lemon. It really does taste like lemonade. My favorite is the mandarin orange flavor. There's a flavor for everyone to enjoy. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Hello and welcome to Childproof by Betches Media. I'm Gwenna Lathland. And I'm Tori Phantom. This episode is dedicated to every parent who is kind of confused about who they are besides someone's mom. And to all the folks who absolutely found themselves through parenting someone else. Today, we are going to talk about losing yourself to parenthood, because I think that's a pretty universal experience. And so is finding yourself again, even if it feels like that's never going to happen. First, we got to start the timer. Okay, so this came up because we both have a mutual friend who has reached the magical point of parenthood that they've got like a millisecond of brain power available to think of something other than their kids not dying. Right, right. Not not constantly just thinking about potty training, snacks, diaper bags. Yeah. Their their kids have gotten old enough that they have a chance to meet themselves again. So they've been taking themselves on dates, they've been trying new things, and like I'm watching some of these trying new things, I'm like, who the hell are you? Right. <laughs> like I love this for you, but also what? Why are you doing? You're going to jump out of a what? To uh, where? <laughs> okay. I I I didn't know this part of you and I'm excited to meet her. Right. Did you know this part of you? <laughs> I love it. We love to see it. <laughs> I'm never going to do it, but I'm glad you're doing it. I love this I for will, you. I will watch the video. I will watch the video <laughs> and my gut is still going to drop to my toes even though I'm not the one doing it. Scary. So, but it's so I love watching people get there because I distinctly remember the moment I got there. And you know what I did the moment I got there? What? I started a TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> well, you had to have gotten there twice because you were like, uh -huh. you had a full preteen and you were like, let me hit the restart button. Um, I would have gotten there twice, but I, <laughs> trauma alert, there was nothing to lose the first time around. I had no idea who I was when I became a parent. That's valid. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, yeah. so I, when, when I f began to find myself after Abby got less needy, after Abby established some level of independence, that was not finding myself again. That was meeting myself for the first time. <laughs> no, that's valid. I feel kind of similarly because, you know, I was a teen mom, right? And yeah. that's, it's yeah. less relevant as a 31 year old, but it's still very much a part of my identity and my mm -hmm. experience. Uh, so I, I've had folks ask me throughout my life, like, you know, do you wish you would have waited longer? Uh, you know, did it kind of suck to not have the early twenties experience, whatever? Like, mm -hmm. no, it, it, <laughs> it's fine. Uh, I didn't, yeah. I didn't have any expectation of that. And, uh, you know, in, in a lot of ways I say like my kid saved my life and not in a way of like, she's responsible, but in a way of like, mm -hmm. I started to take care of myself when I yeah. found out about her and it, and it made me reevaluate 
the way I was existing in the world and mm-hmm. what I wanted to do. And I and I started to take care of myself for the first time because, you know, I had a bad childhood. And uh, <laughs> so I was I was not a year out of my childhood home when I got pregnant and uh, things were still pretty sticky. So it's like there wasn't like a I was a fully established adult mm-hmm. who suddenly had this massive change. I was a kid. I was a traumatized yeah. kid who suddenly had a kid. And so I kind of grew up and uh, grew to figure out who I was through mm-hmm. my 20s while also being a parent. Yeah. And at 31, I feel like I'm finally like figuring myself out, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. And yeah. but there wasn't there wasn't like a before time. Like I had this really established life. Like I worked the night shift at Taco Bell, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's that was the extent that was um, that was I who was- I was. I was legally able to vote for like three months uh, before I became a parent. So, you know, yeah, I was not. I was 22 when I got pregnant and I had her when I was 23. Um, So I had I had some college. I had some adulthood. But what I do want to say is if you come from the opposite side of the fence of Tori in that you did have a 20s. You did have a life and a persona and an identity that was not so-and-so's mom before you became a mom or a dad or a parent. Um, it's okay to mourn your old life. Yes. Or in my case, it's okay to mourn the potential that life had. Again, I was 22 when I got knocked up. I was 23 when she was born. I did have just like a taste of adulthood. Mm-hmm. And even that was sort of metered because it was through the lens of college. Right. And if you've gone to college and then joined the world after that, it's they're different beasts, right? It's a different flavor of experience. And I absolutely sometimes wonder what would have happened if I hadn't had a kid right then. That is not to be confused with regretting having the kid. Right. It's just it's just the toying with the what ifs. I think yeah. everyone does it. And it's not in a negative way. Like, just what, how would my life be different? Right. Like, that's OK to think about. It It is no different than what would I do if I won the lottery? Like every time the lottery gets into the seven or eight digit range, we're all like, if I won the lottery, I'd pay off the mortgage. It's no different I have to than... Say, I've never considered that because... Really? Yeah, I just assume I'd lose. Uh, <laughs> I, haven't, so anyway, I haven't been uh, a lucky person. had a really person. fucked up childhood. Historically, <laughs> uh, just, you know, Murphy's Law over here. Uh <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's this it's the same difference is it's just questions. It's not longing. It's not desire. It's just if I'd been 24 instead of 23, how would things have shaped up? Well, this thing specifically would not have been able to happen. Like, it's just a comparison. It's just reflection. It's reflection. Yeah. yeah. It's OK to mourn your old life because the minute you introduced a child, no matter how you procured it, whether you grew it with your body, whether your partner grew it with theirs, whether you adopted or through some Hallmark movie plot inherited a long lost relative you didn't know exist. Yeah. However, you came into parenthood. It is OK to look back at who you were, what you could do and what opportunities could have been if this hadn't been what you selected or in some cases what was selected for you it's okay to think about those things yeah i mean i remember being pregnant right Mm -hmm. and that's a whole different story right like (laughs) the the base detail of context that i will provide in this moment is that i was 18 years old and i ended up moving to a different state uh Mm -hmm. sleeping on a air mattress in a big closet for a while 
you know. Which, you know, pregnant and not just pregnant, but pregnant with hyperemesis. Yes. Yeah. If you don't uh, know what hyperemesis is, that's I, a lot of throwing up. For for just the whole pregnancy. Uh, not fun. Uh, but <laughs> it was like I had these moments where I was like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. And And not in a way of like hating it, but like uh, am I going to be capable of giving this child a good life when I'm like not able to handle my own right now? Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> that, that feeling doesn't necessarily fade when you're not pregnant. By right, the way. <laughs> right. But <laughs> I, I figured it out. So, you know, we're good now. But I remember yeah. distinctly those feelings then wasn't this idea of like mourning who I was before, but very mm-hmm. much concerned with where I was at because I knew even though it wasn't like a transformation from who I was into who I was going to be, it was very much a oh shit i'm a grown-up now oh yeah. oh i'm gonna have a human i've never held i'm i'm a teenager mm. <sighs> <laughs> well and that that sort of feeling of losing yourself it can kind of start we always assume it starts you know once the baby's born but really it kind of it can start way before that i mean for me there was a period of time where I I dealt with something called secondary infertility, which means for four years, even though having had no problems getting pregnant previously, having carried to term a full healthy baby, myself not having any um, issues from that pregnancy, when I tried to get pregnant a second time, it wouldn't happen. It took me four years. And then my body did a going out of business sale and gave me a two for one. (laughs) But I very much lost myself to the infertility roller coaster. like. It, it it becomes an all encompassing thing where I'm I don't have hobbies I have a sex calendar I'm out here telling like strangers on the internet about the quality and consistency of my vaginal goo like unprompted <laughs> like that was my entire identity for a brief period and if you knew me in that time of my life I am sorry and I understand why you don't talk to me anymore <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry but do you want updates. <laughs> Look, it worked. I'm, I'm not going to tell you about my my mucus anymore, unless look. you want to know. Uh, <laughs> but no, I mean, it is, and there's there's so many different ways that we end up losing ourselves because even if I didn't have like this this prior existence as an adult, right? right. There was this transition of really letting go of my youth that did happen, mm-hmm. right? Because it was suddenly like I w- I was going to be a parent, and and I took that very seriously from the beginning, and and so mm-hmm. it was kind of trying to learn what that meant and and how to exist in that space but also that that starting to feel like i was losing myself was when my body started to change you mm-hmm. know i i at the time cuz i got pregnant when i was 18 i had her when i was 19 but so when my body started to change this wasn't just my body anymore yeah and that like threw me through a loop because mm-hmm. i was so already in that teenage awkward existence yeah. in your own skin and then suddenly things are changing and you know vag goo so like right. <laughs> <laughs> you may not have ever been aware of your own but now right. you are right there was so much to learn about the weird new fluids that were happening <laughs> in various places so <laughs> we're gonna get a parental advisory slap on this episode i swear to god <laughs> spent entirely too much time talking about bodily secretions it's parenthood you know (laughs) right goes from yours to theirs no one no one's freaked out yeah it's just part of it
The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to stow away those jackets and sweaters and break out the shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. Okay, yes, it's time to put away the sweaters unless you married a polar bear. I definitely married a polar bear, and he keeps this house at a number I don't want to say because it's too low. My saving grace is that I get to wear the softest cotton sweater. It's so cozy and it's bulky and I love it. And I get to use it all year round. Quince sweaters are so good. Quince has amazing items like premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash childproof for free shipping on your order in 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash childproof to get free shipping in 365 day returns. One last time, quince.com slash childproof. Did you know that summer is so close? I've been trying desperately not to think about it. And our kids are going to be home from sunup to sundown for several months. I love them so much. I love spending time with them. I have so many exciting things planned, but we're also going to have a lot of downtime. We need things to do for the rainy day that are going to keep them engaged and help them to be creative. And I found the solution. KiwiCo. Oh, it's raining and gross outside? Cool. Would you like to dig up dinosaurs or build a windmill? Those are the Kiwi kits we have. KiwiCo encourages kids to get outside, explore, and stay off their screens. Awesome projects from the Summer Adventure series like the Bottle Rocket Kit, where kids build an actual bottle rocket, help to turn outdoors into a playground of learning and fun. We've made the Bottle Rocket and it was incredibly fun. You'll be surprised at how high quality the materials are, too. These are real engineering, science, and art projects for children. As a parent, it can be hard to find creative ways to keep your children busy and challenged. KiwiCo does the legwork for you so you can spend quality time tackling projects together. Build the best summer ever with KiwiCo. Get 20% off on your summer adventure series at KiwiCo.com with promo code CHILDPROOFSUMMER. That's 20% off your summer adventure at KiwiCo.com promo Promo code Childproof Summer. Once more, KiwiCo.com. Promo code Childproof Summer. Especially in these times and in, in the modern era, I think that losing yourself to parenthood is a part of how we perceive and treat pregnant people. Like when you are a pregnant person, Everyone is fawning over you and ooing and aahing and you're looked after, even if no one's actually caring for you, even if you suffer a distinct lack of support because the people that should be supporting you are pieces of shit or unavailable or through various circumstances, you are too separated by time and distance from them for them to be able to really be there, even if you lack support, you're at least viewed as a prego. So strangers might offer you their seat at a bus stop or, you know, some of a kind person will bend down and pick something up because your giant, you know, balloon of a belly won't let you pivot like that anymore without you falling over. Like there is some level of care and support and, oh, you are precious, you are important. And then 
you squeeze that baby out or you have it ripped out of your abdomen and you cease to be. Yes. Now you are the wet nurse and the chauffeur and the carrier of that child. But now it's, oh, how's the baby? Right. I'm fine. Thanks. The baby's right there. It's yeah. a sentient meatloaf. It doesn't really do yeah, anything. It's kind of cute, but I'm I tired. <laughs> I'm I'm with you. Uh, <laughs> when you're when you're pregnant, it is a different thing. And like, even without support from a, a close support system like family, mm-hmm. people recognize that. And yeah. and most people are kind of. I remember in a place I used to live in New York, their science center. They had special parking near the handicapped parking for new and expecting mothers. Mm-hmm. So they just had a little bit closer to the entrance. And I remember yeah. that feeling so nice. Yes. And, but then y- you have the baby and suddenly you're thrown into this place where doing a simple task, like going to the grocery store feels like, do I actually want to do this right now? Right. Is it too close? To, <laughs> is it too close to nap time? Is the diaper bag packed? Where's the car seat? What's the weather like? Do I have to get a jacket? What kind of jacket? Oh, it's snowing out. I can't put them in the puffer coat though. So I'm going to have to get these blankets. But then when I get them out, I'm going to have to put them in the coat. Maybe maybe I'll just wait a few more days before I go. And it, and it can be so isolating where now suddenly what used to just be you grab your keys and go. Mm-hmm. You're now sitting there going, can I? Is do it I worth have it? the energy to do everything that is, is it, required of me? Is it worth it? Yeah. And and it's like, a, it's literally, it's like grocery shopping and suddenly yeah. it might not be worth it. Especially if you're running on two hours of sleep and you're like, I got chicken nuggets in the freezer. I'll just, I'll just eat those for dinner. And it can be so isolating. And I think that isolation that we experience really adds to this idea of like losing ourselves Mm -hmm. because it's, it's not just you anymore. And, and in the earliest days of it, when you do have this big pile of shit that you have to take with you just to leave the house Mm -hmm. just for a brief period just because you need a half gallon of milk like i think now for various reasons it's even worse because it feels like it feels like when you're in that space as a new parent or a new-ish parent and that you've just added a new one to the crop of womb fruit you're producing it feels like the public is just begging to hate you for having dared brought an infant into a public space. Right. Because they don't, they don't hate you. And you know that. They don't hate you. But if your baby or toddler or young child is suddenly screaming, throwing a fit, having a meltdown, mm-hmm. you know people are going to be judgmental. Now there are kind people out there yeah. who will give you that solidarity look of support. Mm-hmm. But there's people who are like mad that you dared to exist with a child in the world. Right. right. You are. You are not welcome here with your offspring. And sometimes it's completely made up. Sometimes it's all in your own head. Not a single person with an earshot of that mewling infant is mad at you. We all understand. But it doesn't feel like that in the moment. It feels like the world hates you because you are disturbing us with your presence. How very dare you? Yeah. And I honestly, I think social media fed into that a lot because you do see videos of people yeah. complaining about the crying baby on the plane. About the crying babies. And and they are the smallest portion of the population. They're just magnified. Their yes. voices are because yeah. of the internet. And then when you see that and you have a new baby, maybe a colicky baby, and all you want to do is just go out and get a cup of coffee and feel yeah. like you're a person who exists in the world again. And you're like, but what if the baby starts crying? Right. 
are, are people going to think that I'm a bad parent because my baby is crying? Mm-hmm. Like my, my two-year-old is being disrespectful. No, they're being two. And yes. you understand that. And I understand that. But I don't know that that random person at the cafe mm-hmm. understands that. And I feel like they are judging me. And I feel less than because of my perception of being judged. It is such a mind fuck. Oh, yeah. In those yeah. early. Well, and it's and it's wild too because it even in like kid places, parents mm-hmm. have this anxiety. Like I I had my kid at a doctor's appointment and it was a pediatric office, mm-hmm. and we were in the waiting room and there was this other mom there and she had I want to say that that baby was probably three, and mm-hmm. that kid was so stinking cute, <laughs> full of energy. Just uh-huh. just a little ball of energy running around. And like my kid that I had with me was like talking to her and she's my shy kid. So it was like kind of cool because like this kid yeah. is just such a bright light that it just like, you know, just like moth to a light. And she was just, you know, climbing on the side. This doctor's office had stuff that they could actually climb on, you know, yeah. it wasn't. Yeah. And this kid kept coming up and like looking at me and I'd say hi to her, whatever. And the mom was like, oh, I'm sorry. And I'm like, don't you dare okay. apologize to me about that. Like she. She said hi to me. That just made my morning. She's so she's so cute. But it's like this feeling like even amongst other parents where sometimes we're just like, I'm sorry that my kid is being a kid right yeah. now. And like, why do we do that? Mm-hmm. Why, why do we do that? I, do, I don't, I don't know. I don't know because I feel the exact same way. My kids will be acting out in public and I'm like, oh my God. And for like, I even doubled down on my own reasons. I am a goddamn parenting influencer. You guys have got to stop acting like five. <laughs> oh my God. Like, do you not understand what you're doing? They don't. They don't. They don't have to care. And I know full well, because if if I were to watch someone else with five-year-old twins fight a losing battle and just fine, get the conversation hearts if you'll stop acting like that. Like they they give in. Like, you know, in the moment that you're doing it, this is a mistake. This is not going to resolve anything, but it is going to stop them acting out in public. If I were to watch a parent do that, I'd be like, you that that Relatable. battle was lost, but the war is not done. Like, <laughs> I understand how yeah. you got there. You're okay. I am fully capable of being empathetic to literally anyone else's situation. But then I look at my own situation and go, nope, I suck. <laughs> Just being a human. <laughs> it's okay for everyone but me. But me. I, I have to be perfect. Um, and you guys being five does in fact show that you're comfortable with, you know, having an emotion. That's what I'm supposed to be doing. But could you have it a little quieter? You have a quiet emotion today? No, but it, I mean, that's, that's, I think part of it too, is because when our kids are so little, right? Mm-hmm. There is this feeling of not only because when you're in that fog, those first six months where you, you aren't sleeping and you are literally just yeah. feeding. And if you're chest feeding, like you are literally just, you're you feel like a cow. cow. Yeah. You just, yeah. you know, when you get, you get the pump out and you're like, this feels more like a cow. You're like, I've been to a dairy farm. This feels familiar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so when that is your whole life is literally just waiting for the next moment, you might get to sleep for a minute. And when you set that baby down, when they're asleep and you put them in your their crib and it's that slow-mo back away. Like, don't wake up, don't wake up, don't wake up, don't wake up. And your life revolves around changing diapers and mm-hmm. feeding and trying to sleep and just, am I ever going to be a person again? Yes. Yes, yep. you will be. 
You will be. It doesn't feel real. It doesn't feel real. I don't say that to like minimize if you are in that right now while listening yeah. to us. That it, it feels like it's going to be this way forever. And and it's in that moment, it's like those moments the first time your kid sleeps through the night and then you immediately run into their room and wake them up because are you <laughs> are you breathing? You've never slept for more than an hour at a time. What is happening? Right. Uh, are you sick? Sorry, I woke you up. My bad. My bad. <laughs> well, and it turns out that babies are people who really suck at being people. Yeah. Like the young of our species, I say lovingly and kindly, the young of our species are born fucking useless. <laughs> like, yeah, they're cute and they're squishy and they give you dopamine for like 32 seconds, but they can't move. They can't feed. They can't hunt. They can't not piss themselves yeah. for being an apex predator. <laughs> our infants are useless. They're just sentient meatloafs. That's, but they that's are. They is. are awfully cute. They so are cute. They have that going for them. That and the fact that their cries are literally like designed yeah. by nature to trigger our brains yeah. to protect them. And like you're in the shower by yourself for the first time phantom and you just the phantom cries and you're like, I have to get out of the shower. They're just like asleep and you're like, mm, you son of a bitch. <laughs> like you're mad at the kid for yeah. not having made a sound. Just, now you're out of the shower and, and you're kind of soapy. And you're just kind of like, <laughs> man. I should have dried off a little, I guess. Uh, <laughs> no, it's like for a brief second, you're like, I'm going to poke it just to make it make a noise. So I'm out of the shower for a I good reason. I can't say I ever thought that because uh, I would just be like, I would look at the sleeping baby and be like, please stay that way for at least five more minutes. No, it was an intrusive <laughs> thought for me every time. Like it would, yeah. you know, when you're driving along, you just, what if I crank it real hard to the left? Oh, I yeah, know yeah. what's going to happen. I'm going right. to die and I'm I don't want to do, do that. that. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's, I, I think, so you go for that, right? And then the, the baby mm -hmm. starts to move and now they're rolling and you're like, yeah. oh, cool. They rolled over. Right. And then they get really good at rolling. And then yes. you're like, oh, baby gates, baby gates. And then they're crawling and you're like, where's my outlet covers? I have right. to child proof things. I said the name of the show. Did you hear that? That was pretty, that was pretty <laughs> cool. Anyway, uh, <laughs> you get to that point and suddenly, suddenly it is even more taxing. Because maybe you're sleeping a little more, but you need that sleep to keep up with that thing. Right, right. They move so fast. They can't even run and they're so quick. They're so fast. And if only we could wake up with half the energy they go to bed with. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's, just, it's impossible. So suddenly you are now in the throes of this, this moving child who is now going to start walking. And they're walking. Yeah. They can get places. They have no sense of self-preservation. None You whatsoever. are the self-preservation and it is all encompassing. It is so difficult. Yeah. And then, you know, even in those moments, like, okay, the kid is getting a little older. They're sleeping a little better. They're on the move. Is it, is it time to be me again? And then you like go to a family function and you realize yeah. you still can't participate with the grownups because mm -hmm. now you are chasing around a toddler and their house is not child proofed. I did no. it again. <laughs> Are, is this every time we say the word childproofing, we have to celebrate that it's the title of our show? Yeah. Okay, cool. As long <laughs> as I understand the guidelines here, I can work within these parameters. It's fine. 
spring has sprung and that means it's time for spring cleaning. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. So you can make sure you're shopping smarter, not harder, no matter what you're purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of a spring wardrobe refresh, new warm weather bedding, or a flight for that summer getaway. Other apps give you points that don't amount to much. With Ibotta, just add your offers in the app, upload your receipt, and get real cash that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers, including all of your favorite grocery stores, Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code CHILDPROOF when you register. Just go to the App Store, Google Play Store, and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use code CHILDPROOF. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code CHILDPROOF. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get to enjoying some time in the sun, but springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have seasonal allergies. My husband has seasonal allergies. So from about April till June, we all sound like this just constantly. This is what we sound like without Claritin. It helps so much with being able to enjoy springtime and outside without running a water faucet for a nose. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. I joke, funny, funny, haha, all the time that the first year is about survival. Thriving can come later. And I, I joke. It like, nah, yeah. but like also for real though, depending on what sort of network you have, how much support you can tap, how much in the way of resources you started with. Yeah. The first year is about survival. And some of us are going to like, some of us are going glamping for the first year. And some of us are like, like apocalyptic Mad Max level shit survival. <laughs> some of us are like, I have to invent fire. Right. <laughs> like there's there's difference, but the hardest thing a person's ever experienced is in fact the hardest thing they've ever experienced. Mm -hmm. So it feels whether you're going glamping with, you know, someone who comes in to clean your house and uh someone's making you food and you have a, a loving, caring, present partner, or if you're single momming it in a roach motel, it, the experience is gonna feel to each individual the same. Is it the same experience? No, no not at all. You're still fucking exhausted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the thing too, I think that both of us can kind of reflect back on is like being a single mom, mm -hmm. not making ends meet with mm -hmm. a baby, mm -hmm. struggling to keep your head afloat. I think for a year of my eldest kid's life, I lived on bagels 
mm-hmm. be- because I could buy a pack of bagels and like, okay, that's that's dinner for the week. Like the job I worked at had a stocked uh, snack fridge. So it was like yogurt in granola for lunch. <laughs> it's been 12 years since the, the I don't want to say lowest point because it wasn't a low point, the hardest point. It's been 12 years since that point. And I, to this day, cannot eat canned tuna. And I only recently got like, like normal tuna back, like filet tuna, like you might get at a restaurant. Yeah. I just got that back because that whole period of my child being two, Mm -hmm. let's just sink that in. That is a whole thing in and of itself. My child was two. I was going through a divorce. I was doing a whole lot of recovery and I still did not know who the fuck I was. Yeah. Yeah. This is relatable. <laughs> it's, yeah. I mean, I had, I had just turned 21, was going through a divorce. My kid wasn't two yet. And yeah. I dropped out of college a second time in that moment. Yeah. And I was like, I had worked at Taco Bell. That's my work experience. Where can I get a job? And it was a cable call center. And, and you know, that's it. It was a very, very hard time in my life. And I had no sense of identity. My yeah. my existence revolved around giving her a better life than I had at any mm-hmm. cost. Mm-hmm. And and that, you know, those experiences, they, they stick with you. I mean, the other day I made breakfast for dinner and I was scrambling a bunch of eggs. And it was like this moment of memory of how many nights that's what I ended up making for my toddler mm-hmm. because I could afford eggs. Yes. Yeah, I I had a very similar experience. I uh I put bacon in a pan and I was scrambling up some eggs because I was just making breakfast for breakfast and I was scrambling up some eggs. I was making breakfast for looked, breakfast. I I looked at the amount of eggs and I went, mm, "I'm pretty hungry and I know the kids have been begging. I'm going to add one more egg." And as I'm cracking this egg, the weirdest sensation was Man, 10 years ago, I wouldn't have done this because I wouldn't have been able to afford the egg. Because if I used this egg today to actually fill bellies, we wouldn't have any egg for tomorrow. Right. So we'd have really, really empty bellies. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I had an existential crisis about egg. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's, it, it's, it's such a nice thing to be able to be like, man, I've, I've made it a, a long way. Well, and here's the thing is that is... That can be an absolutely universal experience. You may not have a moment with eggs. You may not have a moment because your struggle was not based on financial instability, which Tori and I both experienced. Um, actually, weirdly, around the same time. We were doing yeah. it at the same time. We're just different ages. Yeah. But there, there will come a moment where all of a sudden you have clarity yeah. of, oh, I was not able to do this. There was a moment that I realized, oh, my kids have achieved a certain level of independence that I didn't notice. When I went into the bathroom, I pulled my pants down. I sat down on the throne. And in that entire time, I did not yell a single child's name. I'll be right there, honey. Mommy just needs to potty. Like I went through all of those steps without having to explain myself. That is incredible. Like, congratulations. (laughs) It's like for me, I had a moment. I think it was like a year ago where I got to eat my dinner hot. Ooh. You know, that's what I, I mean, my, my kid was like four last year. So it was like around that time where I was like, yeah. oh, oh, I don't have to just like keep doing things and redirecting and, and still do- I got to eat my <laughs> dinner hot. And I was like, what? I still remember the day I got to eat my entire dinner. I didn't have to share it with 
anyone. Or like to be able to eat for the first time without also trying not to get crumbs on the baby, but like you're definitely going to get crumbs on the baby. You just lick it off the head. Yeah. It's fine. (laughs) It's like a cloth napkin, but it's a human. (laughs) You know what? They're bald. It makes it really easy. If it's saucy, it just comes right up. You just... It's fine. They were inside me. My tongue is the least of our concern here. <laughs> yeah. Um, is it unhealthy to lose yourself to the first year or two or three or four of parenthood? Do you think that's an unhealthy thing? I think it's necessary. And yeah. I think that like saying or two or three or four is actually important. Yeah. Because depending on the privileges we have, the support systems mm-hmm. we have, the access we have, that is going to happen at different times where suddenly mm-hmm. we feel like a little bit of ourselves or yeah. we find ourselves. And, you know, like, and, and there's so many different factors. I mean, for, for example, like I had a medically complex kid and yeah. when I was pregnant with her, I was back in school for the third time. And yeah. I, I was like, I'm going to get my degree and, you know, then she's going to be born. I'll wait until she's X amount old. And then I'm going to go and I'm going to start my career. You know, I was like 23, 24. Uh, But then she was born with Mm -hmm. a rare genetic syndrome. And no, I didn't go back to work. Uh, She needed, she needed me. It wasn't like daycare really wasn't an option. And Mm -hmm. so that took, I think, a bit longer too, for me to kind of feel like a person again, because her needs were so much more significant that I, you know, it's, I think it's an important thing that we talk about because we all talk about the sacrifices we make as parents. Mm -hmm. And that is like this expected celebrated thing. Like that's what parents do. However, I think it's also important that we include the other side of that. And that is the consequences on our personhood from those sacrifices. And that doesn't mean the sacrifices aren't worth it or that we don't want to make those sacrifices. But we do need to acknowledge them. Yes, we are people too. And we still matter as ourselves and Mm -hmm. as their parents. Like those things are intrinsically connected, but they're also separate. Now I do this. This is the point where we have to say the important things. If you are in that first year or two. Yeah. Or up to two years. If you are in that first year or two and nothing feels right, everything is wrong. You can't stop worrying, not just worrying. All of us worry, but like you can't leave your child's room or go more than a few feet from your child's room because what if they stop breathing? Yeah. If you cannot function in any way, shape or form like you used to, maybe you have to do it tired. That's normal. Maybe you have to do it at half capacity. That's normal. Maybe you can't go as hard. But if you are missing literally everything, you don't feel anything except worry or dread or existential crisis, you may be looking at postpartum depression, at postpartum anxiety, at postpartum rage, at postpartum manias. There's a laundry list of them. If you feel like maybe this is weird, like maybe I, I didn't expect to feel this bad all the time, I need you to reach out to whoever your care provider is. If it's your general practitioner, your therapist. It is so important. Even your your obstetrician, they're going to help you. You deserve help. You don't deserve to feel that way. 
Mm-hmm. And while it can be normal to have new anxieties and to, yes. you know, experience, and especially with hormone changes, it can kind of exacerbate these things. But if you are having no relief, if you are just really struggling, you don't have to feel that way. And there is help and it doesn't make you a bad parent. Yeah. You deserve the help. You are worth accepting the help. Yeah. You don't have to stay in this space. It is not a permanent state of existence. If you are hearing us talk about you will find yourself, it will get better. And you're thinking, no, it can't. Bestie, that is, I need you to think that is at least a pink flag. Yes. And I want you to reach out to talk to someone. Yes. And and that is the thing that like I'll say is personally on my own journey, right? Uh, childhood yeah. trauma, uh, teen mom, <clears throat> all that stuff. Uh, I think a big piece of me finding myself was really uh, dedicating myself to therapy. Mm-hmm. And pieces, I've had these moments, these pieces in time where I've been like, I wish I had done this sooner. Mm-hmm. And I really, I mean, I really started going to therapy regularly when I was like 27, 28. And I couldn't have done it sooner. The The yeah. circumstances of my life up until that point were not in a way for me to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you have access, like don't, don't pass it up because you feel like there's a stigma. If you were waiting for someone to look you in the face and go, you need to reach out for help now. You, you don't need to be like, this is it. This is it. This is it. We love you. You you need to go call your doctor, call your mom, call someone safe in your life and go, I don't think everything's okay. It can be okay again. And, yeah, and you it deserve, really can be. You deserve to feel okay. <laughs> but that's, that's our soapbox about that. Mental health is important. You are important. Make sure you're taking care of yourself. Part of finding yourself might be treating your mental health. Yes. It's a good thing. Hydrating doesn't have to be boring. Splash Refresher spices it up by putting fun and hydration in one. Because as a mom, I already have my hands full. Splash Refreshers are delicious, bright, flavorful, and available in five craveable flavors. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and a splash of sweetness for a hydrating and delicious beverage you'll come back to again and again. My favorite flavor is the lemon. Uh, It really does taste like lemonade, so I'm getting hydrated, and it just feels like I'm drinking lemonade. Splash Refresher perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. Available in five craveable flavors, wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange, Splash Refresher is there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. There's a flavor for everyone to enjoy. They are delicious, bright, flavorful, and hydrating, and zero calories, so you can have fun flavored water without any guilt. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. By the time baby number two comes, you feel superhuman. You totally have it all figured out. You got this. But then the reality sets in. It's more than twice the work and can sometimes feel like absolute chaos. It's obviously not always going to go right, but you'll take any opportunity to make it a little easier. The Honest Company has a new line of calming products for the whole family, so your little ones will go down easier and you can have a moment of honest relaxation. The Calm Collection is a line of dreamy and calming lavender products to help make you and your baby's bedtime routine smoother. They have lavender wipes to clean up sticky hands and messes, a calm lavender bath and body set that's both gentle enough for babies and soothing self-care for moms, lightweight lavender body oil to help wind down before bedtime, and fun purple printed pajamas made with 100% certified organic cotton. The sooner your little ones go to bed, the sooner you are able to relax. 
for a little while. Anyway, their Calm Lavender Collection is made with lavender essential oils that help calm babies before bed. And their super absorbent overnight diapers have up to 12 hours of leak protection. With a focus on sustainability and clean products, The Honest Company works with toxicologists at their in-house lab to create eco-friendly, safe, and effective products you can feel good using. Body products are naturally derived and designed for all skin types, while their diapers are made with plant-based materials that are ultra soft and super absorbent. Good for your whole family and your environment. Try Honest for yourself. Shop at Target, Amazon, Walmart, and Honest.com. How do you come back? How, how do you do that? You are not going to like this answer, dear listener, because how do you find yourself? I have to give the rote answer that feels so fucking dismissive and avoidant because you find yourself with time and repetition. And that that is annoyingly the answer to so many parenting questions. How do I get my toddler to stop biting? Time Time and and repetition. repetition. How do I get my kids to try new foods? Time and repetition. repetition. How do I get my kid potty trained, sleeping in their own bed, tying their own shoes? Time Time and repetition. repetition. (laughs) (laughs) But as as you get through all of those things, that is also eventually going to lead to you having time to go. Time? I have free time. What do I, what do I, what do I do? Should I clean something? Nah, clean when the baby (laughs) cleans. You got time, baby. Yeah. Every time your kid achieves a new level of independence, that opens up a spare time. And the repetition comes in by you repeatedly choosing to use some of that time, maybe not all of it, but some of that time to choose yourself. Yeah, you should be on your priority list. (laughs) Yes. Your baby just started self-feeding, right? It's not clean. They're getting more of it on them than in them. But for a brief period, all you have to do is sit in proximity and call out, good job. Try, use your hand, just mouth. Okay, that was your nose. That's all you're doing at this point. Immediately after that, it's just supervising. You're not really actively involved in every meal. Now, some meals you absolutely need to eat with them. You need to model. But some lunches especially when it's their favorite and they're going to go ham on this piece of ham that you gave them. Just pull out your Kindle or read on your phone or turn on mm-hmm. an audiobook in one ear pod. Yeah. Choose yourself in that brief little window of time. Yeah. That's how you begin to find yourself. And here's the thing. There is a good chance that the things you find yourself gravitating towards are not the things that you would have prior to having the baby. Yes. That's okay. Yes. And and mm-hmm. I think that's a good shift of mindset is that not to think that we lost these things, but to look at the things we're gaining. And both of those things, again, Mm -hmm. they exist together. But if we're only focused on the things we feel like we lost, we're not leaving any room for the joy the new things are bringing us. And I don't say that to be toxically positive, but in a way of like, it can help, right? Like the way we talk to ourselves absolutely influences the way that we feel. And some things may come back to you. They, if you were big on art and drawing, pre-kids, that may wander back. It may look a little different. You might have had one particular style of art and now all of a sudden you're drawing anime because your kid loves Pokemon. Yeah. That's, you're still there though. And yeah, sometimes finding yourself really is, you're still doing stuff for your kids. Yes, you've got the Poscas out. Yes, you've got the liners out. You're drawing in your sketchbook and you're drawing fucking Poliwog, but you're still drawing. 
you're you're still doing a thing that old you prepared you for this moment old you was not drawing for the sake of drawing they were drawing so later you could draw polywog for your fucking kid (laughs) it's one of my favorite things about parenting that became my favorite really over the last couple years because my kids are fully out of diaper phase toddler phase like they are they are fully children now we are no longer Mm -hmm. toddler preschooler always needy i mean they're still always needy because they're children and they mostly are always needy if i answer a phone call but uh (laughs) when they are at this age it is so fun because number one they're going to develop their own interests and they're going to teach you things and that is going to be cool but also you get to share the things you like with Mm -hmm. them me and my kids just started a band (laughs) <laughs> i'm the only one who plays an instrument but it's going well it's, it's going great it's going great i mean my my eldest kid is an amazing artist i've always loved art she gives me drawing tutorials because that kid can draw really cool dragons and i can't and now i'm learning from my kid and recently i got to experience two distinct things first i rediscovered my passion for reading and second i discovered that i do actually enjoy crochet. I thought for the longest time that I it wasn't in me. I wasn't a, a thread crafter, and that was okay. Like I accepted that. Not all things are for all people. Nope, I was wrong. I was I was just doing the wrong projects. Yeah. I don't want to make stuffies. I want to make blankets and granny squares. I am literally crocheting stuffies for my kids. So I am also <laughs> crocheting a thing I've always enjoyed, and I'm doing it for my kids. Yeah, I just made a I just made Gudetama, like a, a weird egg. I love him. But my kids just got to the point that I can start reading them some of my favorite books. My kids are old enough to hear the stories of Percy Jackson. We're reading Percy Jackson now. Yeah, They can't read them for themselves, but they can follow the stories, especially if mom's the one reading them. And when we get to a word they don't know, I can explain it. (laughs) Right. Well, and it's and it's fun because it's it also has challenges. And I think it's important we say that, too, because I play, you know, every instrument and I have my keyboard in my in my living room and I'll sit down. I play, you know, every now and then throughout my day, I just sit down and I practice. And one of my kids, mom, can you teach me how to play? I'm not a good teacher. And she wants to be able to do things without accepting help to do them. It's that we're talking about it. We're working on it. But it ends up, it's like, I wanted to do this thing for me, but I'm not because she wants me to help her learn. And so that is how Mm -hmm. I'm choosing to spend that time. But I can still do that for myself later. And so there, there are challenges. There are still times where you're, you know, you don't, I mean, your parent, you know, your time is not just yours anymore. And, and some days that's really hard and some days that's fine. But here's the thing is, this is what we mean when it's okay to mourn the old you. Old you just got to play piano for the hell of it. New you gets to play piano for fun. And also because your kid wants to play with you. Yeah. Right. You can, you can mourn the life you had and embrace the new one. Yeah. And there is a you in that life. You're not just your kid's parent. It becomes that place of like parallel play with your kid. Like, oh, you want to draw? You want to color? Cool. We're going to put all of our coloring sheets on the coffee table. We're all going to sit down. Mm -hmm. We are together. We are all doing something. But now all of my kids are at an age where if I am coloring a piece of paper, they're going to keep their marker on their page. On their paper. They're not going to help. They're not going to say, well, I want to color that exact spot you're coloring. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, I get like, okay. (laughs) <laughs> it changes and it and it keeps changing. And that's the yeah. thing. I mean, we can both say, even though you have a teenager, like your life is going to transform again as she mm-hmm. ages in, and leaves your home. Yeah. 
And with or without kids. Which in this economy, she'll be about 27 when she can afford to do that. (laughs) But yeah, go ahead. (laughs) It's, It's one of those things where as you are going through this process, even if you didn't have kids, you would still continue to transform and change. Yeah. 30-year-olds yeah. without children can still look back at the 20-something-year-old that went out and partied and go, it's nine o'clock. I'm just going to stay in and read a book, right? Like, we are always going to change. How did I change. do that before? <laughs> Why did I do that? I don't understand. <laughs> like, what? What was I getting out of that? Oh I my never, gosh. like, woke up happy after those Why nights. Why was I drinking for Moco? <laughs> oh, my God. But There's somebody listening to the podcast, like, currently staring at their four loco going, what the fuck is wrong with this? <laughs> Just imagine, like, that's how you spend in your Saturday night, getting wild, drinking Four loco, listening to the childproof. Child <laughs> as, as one does. Uh, <laughs> Being a parent does add a layer to you, but it doesn't come at the cost of you. For the first couple years, you might be on pause. All you might have in you is just keeping everyone who started the day alive being alive at the end of the day that's a successful day that was all you had in you that day (laughs) you might get really well versed in every popular tv show that's i watched so much tv in those early years i don't watch tv anyone who knows i don't watch anything but i did and it was so like that was what got me through you know um as they say cherish every moment because they're all great as you can clearly tell by this entire episode We feel that every moment is totally great and you shouldn't feel anything bad about it. I'm lying. It's hard and it's okay to say it's hard and it's okay to feel like it's never going to end because it is and you're going to be okay and you're still going to be you. It's just you and and some extra and it's and it's great. It can be great. You're going to be good. It's it's worth it. You're okay and you're doing a good job. Ah, ah. Do not argue with the podcast. You are doing a good job doing great that's our timer (laughs) how convenient that it ended on the high note what so weird thanks so much for listening to child proof we love to hear your best moments of finding yourself what's the thing you did when you had an opportunity to be you instead of just so-and-so's mom email us at childproof at betches.com and be sure to give us a follow. I am Tori Phantom in all the places. She is Mama Cusses. Please, 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 please pre-order my book anywhere you buy your favorite titles. It's Mama Cusses, a field guide to responsive parenting and trying not to be the reason your kids need therapy. TikTok sensation, Gwena Lathland. Actually, I just found out I'm therapist recommended. There are several accredited doctoral holding therapists that recommend me. <laughs> I bet they recommend your TikTok too, because you're a sensation. It's a great book. Pre-order it. I've read it. It's great. Uh, But (laughs) tune in every Wednesday, everywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And leave us a rating. It helps. And remember, sometimes our kids are assholes. And sometimes it's us. Child Proof is produced by Rebecca Salsmacow and Sean Kilby. Editing by Shannon Sassone. Social media by Lauren Salome. Guest booking by Allie Friedlander. Be sure to follow us at at Moms on Instagram and send us your email at childproof at Betches.com. Thanks. 
thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy, perfectly blending refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. Available in five craveable flavors, there's a flavor for everyone to enjoy. My favorite flavor is the lemon. The mandarin orange is my favorite flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.